Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sesternino back from a summer long break. Uh, Yadis as we waited for Survivor to return. And finally, but three weeks from tonight, Survivor 45 will hit the airwaves and the digital media. And with me to talk about a brand new Survivor season and 18 new friends. Here is, of course, a parade com and many podcasts give it up for mike bloom 45 is alive and i'm out to make you all short circuit with all the coverage we've got going on in the next few weeks really short circuit reference wow listen everything old is new again uh i won't ask who's the steve gutenberg and who's the fisher stevens among us because i think we both want to be steve gutenberg in that instance but yeah here we are we had a cute not hot girl summer we're looking upon the precipice of the fall and Survivor yep. 45 is here as we get, let me correct you, Rob, 17 new castaways and one yep. familiar face. Okay. All right. So we will talk about all that and more. I mean, to me, the big headline for Survivor 45, Survivor 45, double it, 90 minute episodes. And this is really, I, I think, maybe going to be such a, not a season 34 style, but a true game changer in terms of this show. Yeah, fan favorite game changer 90 minute format. Let's abbreviate it. Yeah, so this is obviously something that came around both due to, I think, CBS desiring a entire night of reality television and the subsequent writers and actor strike there, of course, going on. We know that we have 90 minute episodes of Survivor being paired with 90 minute episodes of The Amazing Race every Wednesday. First time ever that a Survivor season is going to pretty much the entire time run longer than 60 minutes. Now, what I'm really intrigued about is that obviously the Amazing Race cast released last week. And the story about that season was that they actually pulled a co-wrong in Cambodia and flip-flopped when the season filmed and aired because basically the Amazing Race came back from filming a season. CBS told them early on in this year, hey, we're looking to do 90-minute episodes in the fall. Then Amazing Race structured an entirely new season around that idea of extended runtime, assuming 
that Jeff Probst and company were informed of said desire as well at that time of the year. Could that mean, Rob, that the actual structure of season 45 involved more stuff to it? Could we see reward challenges for a change? Could we see more uh, puzzle hunts and clues thrown in there? Do we see more personal packages? How do you think the show will accommodate for this new runtime? See, I feel like that for years that the complaint has been with Survivor where we talk about there's just so much going on. And I, this has been a question I've asked the castaways about like, OK, in, even in the 26 day format that do you feel like is there too much stuff going on that you can't really keep track of it all? And almost universally, they've told me. No, it's just that you, you know, hey, there's this twist. And so then the show has to present it. There has to show people mm -hmm. talking about it. And really, when you're out there, it doesn't quite feel like that there's so much stuff going on. I can't I can't process all of this. So I do think and I will knock on wood that hopefully the show will just use some more of this extra time to let it breathe and to process and to give us a little bit more of the storylines around the people. I don't think that they're going to try to now jam even three hours worth of stuff into 90 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, jam, jam it in. Let us not forget mm -hmm. season 34. I'm inclined to agree, at least, you know, if we're looking at the official press release that just went out about 15 minutes ago at the as the crow flies or the pelican flies, according to this logo, it does say through longer weekly episodes, Survivor will take a deeper dive into the player's stories as they're stranded on the stunning islands of Fiji. So it doesn't necessarily sound like okay, things are twistier than ever. We're throwing in more advantages, more moral dilemmas, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I would not be entirely surprised considering look at last season where we threw twice as many idols into the game through the first four episodes. But I could certainly see, at least in the initial stages, them focusing more on these personal journeys that takes them both to the island and from the island, as we've seen in, in previous yeah. episodes. I'm really excited for it. I'm really hoping that it works out as somebody who is like a professional commentator about everything that goes on. You know, it's so hard to do what we do. And in these 42 minute episodes where there's just so much speculation and we have to like preface everything with like now, there's could have been a lot that we didn't see. There's and a, it might be shown in the first five minutes of the next and, episode yeah, what actually happened. And maybe next time we'll find out what might happen or maybe after the season that somebody will, if they have enough time, will tell us then what what actually happened in the season. We all just want to understand what's going on. So I'm hoping that extra time will be used to help illustrate the story of what's happening. Now, Rob, also in this press release... It is uh, foreshadowed that this determined group will be divided into three tribes of six and face a faster, grittier season from the moment they step on the beach. Gritty, 19th Castaway confirmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you mean grittier? I, I'm i not sure either. Your guess is as good as mine. We know that Sammy from season 43 brought the gritty into the survivor victory dance. Perhaps that just means that everyone does the gritty now. It's some sort of requirement. Maybe uh, that could be something that we could see. Could this be a return of the Mecca? It could be possible. Listen, they've been in Fiji for a long time. They might just happen upon a Mecca during one of these tribe camp visits and decide to learn on a happenstance. Okay. Mike, is there anything else about Survivor 45 that we know at this hour other than longer episodes and grittier? Yeah, so that 
is at least the two details that have been announced to us above board. I hopefully, knock on wood, will have the chance to talk with Jeff Probst closer to the premiere where he might be able to allude to some other things. Perhaps did they expand the structure of the season due to these 90-minute episodes? What they intend to bring in? I'm always intrigued from the what did you learn from last season perspective. 44, I think we can all say across the board, way too many advantages to start. Talk about really having a tough time of keeping track of things. And so I do wonder how that might be parsed through the lens of season 45. Season 44, also the first ever tribe swap in the new era. And granted, that was a one for one for one. But now are we not putting the toothpaste back in the tube? Will we see more old school elements from Survivor get brought into this new era? We all saw the gavel in the preview. Hopefully going to find out more about that. But Rob... We have to also bring up the pelican in the room here. Over the summer, since last we talked about the world's greatest game, for the first time in 17 years, Survivor was nominated for Outstanding Reality Competition at the Emmy Awards. That's the pelican in the room? I mean, that's a pretty (laughs) big one, I would say. Okay. Uh, Well, I would love to see it. That Survivor, does it give Survivor all the Emmys? Yeah, well, it might, honestly, Survivor 45 is going to be long gone, I believe, by the time they push back the Emmys, them actually possibly receiving the award. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so that would be fantastic. Look, they do incredible work to bring us Survivor, and while we may at times, you know, know, have some questions or concerns about the creative direction, there's nothing that we ever should be saying that they don't work incredibly hard to bring us Survivor week after week. And that's why we care about it so much. Yeah, absolutely. And look, season 44, I think, ended on a real high. I think we had like a very kooky cast with a very kooky winner, along with the whole cavalcade of underdogs and characters. And so we'll see how that segues into 45. I mean, something we'll talk about a bit more as we get into the cast interviews in subsequent podcasts is that I believe when I was recording these interviews with the 45 cast, they had seen through the mergatory, through Josh's boot mm-hmm. in Survivor 44. So what's interesting is they don't know about things like the rise of the Tika 3. They don't know about the absolute maelstrom of twists that ended up sending out poor Matt Blankenship. So while they still have like a good grasp as to what might be coming their way, they still are fairly in the dark or shot thereof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the good thing about, you know, the new era is that a lot of the seasons have played out relatively similarly. So I think that they have a fair idea of what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into this cast, uh, I will say overall, this is a really interesting group. Uh, first, what I'll remark upon is that usually I think a lot of people typify this new era cast especially by saying like you gotta be pretty much a super fan of survivor and that you've seen a large amount of seasons and a lot of people that usually come in are usually these like day one season one or i've come into it like 10 15 years ago but what you'll discover again the more you listen and read the stuff that we're putting out there throughout the preseason is I would say with season 45, Rob, we have a very good dose of people who are recent converts to Survivor, who are those people that contributed to this real burgeoning of the show during COVID, who discovered it during the pandemic, said, oh, this is an awesome show. Go back, 
binge a bunch of seasons and decided this is the game for me. So I think that is a little bit of a marked difference from the previous cast that we've gotten. And I, I wonder if it will also reflect upon the play style of them as well. Okay, uh, we will see as we are going to meet the 18 new cast members here today. Mike, may I introduce some things that we have coming up here in season 45 of Survivor? Absolutely. Give us the press release. How gritty is it, Rob? It's, I don't know if it's too gritty, and I don't know if we can do a press release. I'll ask ChatGPT to write one after we get <laughs> off, but, uh, <laughs> and don't think I won't. So, <laughs> don't tempt me with a good don't time. Don't tempt me with a good time. All right. Uh, we have uh, not one, not two, but three live events coming up this fall for RHAP, uh, two of which are available uh, for people to be purchasing tickets at this moment. Uh, as of right now, everybody can purchase tickets for our October 4th live show in New York City. It's been a minute since we've been to New York for a live show. Uh, we haven't been there since Survivor 42. And so if you want to join us in person for a live uh, viewing and uh, Rob has a podcast episode, you can be there with us on Wednesday, October 4th. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash NYC ticks there will also be an after party that uh will also require a ticket because the after party venue is not as big as the place where we are having the actual event uh there are still some tickets available at robinswebsitecom slash nyc party patrons be sure to check out your patreon for discount codes there and then we also have Another event coming up uh, in, or, or am I talking about the, the other event? Okay, Sam is switching the card in oh, Los Angeles. Who to, are you, Tyler and Casey? This coast-to-coast -coast alliance of events going on this fall? Yep, I will be in back on the West Coast here for two nights, back-to-back -back nights at the Brea Improv that I will be there on Wednesday night, November 1st for Survivor, and then Thursday night, November 2nd for Big Brother. So we will have a Survivor panel Wednesday, a Big Brother 25 panel on Thursday. Tickets are on sale now. Go to robiswebsite.com slash Survivor LA for the Survivor night and robiswebsite.com slash BBLA for the Big Brother night. And then we'll have uh, more details about our third event, which is going to be in New Orleans uh, in the first week of December. Tickets are not yet on sale for that, but uh, watch this space for updates on that, okay? Ooh, the big gritty, as they like to call it. The big gritty. All right. Mike, should we go through our 18 new friends? And this is an exciting day for me because yeah. many people know I don't have many friends. And then, you know, but twice a year... It's like, all right, here's 18 new friends for you, Rob. And I'm like, okay, this is great. I love yeah. this. And slowly but surely, these friends will leave your eye space each and every week, but they're gone and certainly not forgotten. Yeah, so let's get to know them on a very base level. Of course, if you are new to any of this Mishigas that we do, Rob and I are going to get into each and every one of these people in much more detail moving forward. We are going to have subsequent podcasts where we are going to do uh, be reviewing the individual interviews that I got to do with each one of these castaways preseason. And what was really special about this, I have to give really special thanks to CBS for allowing this, is for 41 through 44, they were generous enough to allow me to submit questions ahead of time. 
They were asked by a producer, the person answered them, and then I sort of like spliced in my voice ADR style to try to make it seem like a conversation. This time around, it was a regular degular conversation, as regular degular as I can be. I had the great pleasure of being able to talk to these players over Zoom days before the game began. And so this time around, we're actually going to be watching said videos of my real-life conversation with these players. Okay. This will be coming up in three parts. And of course, starting tomorrow, I'll be putting out written versions of these interviews over at Parade.com, 1 at 10, 1 at 2. This is a really, again, I'll say, really intriguing cast to me. Because listen, I say this with all the love in the world for these 18 people. I feel like the more you're going to get to know them, the more I sort of came to the conclusion that a lot of these people, I think in other seasons, honestly, would have some qualities that would make them stick out on paper as early boots, uh, whether it's skills, whether it's playing too hard, playing not so hard, etc. But because of the fact that there are so many of those types on this season, I think that truly shakes it up because they can't all be early boots. And so I think much like we've seen a lot in this new era, there is a propensity for these bigger characters, these people that have more complex games and ways of viewing the game to make it further in. Okay. All right. Mike, we will be viewing them in alphabetical order by first name. And we meet Austin. Yes. Yeah, so we start with Austin Lee Kuhn. He is 26. Uh, he was born in San Jose, but currently resides in Chicago because he is a grad student. Now, Austin describes himself as a bit of a chameleon. Uh, he personifies himself, and a lot of others do in their interviews, as like the, one of the big brawny guys of this season. He knows he'll be perceived as kind of this surfer vibe, obviously compared to Wu a lot. But this is someone who started as an introvert and underwent a lot of personal discovery in his teenage years to then become an extrovert. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, as he will describe, that there is uh, a lot more underneath the surface of this so-called jock. Okay. Reformed introvert. Austin. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're the reformed bad boy. Now we're meeting the reformed introvert. Okay. Where's Austin from? Austin is from San Jose, but he currently is in Chicago. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say about Austin? Uh, no, I mean, Austin is going to show off his chameleon skills in many ways. Uh, I didn't really get a sense of the physicality in the moment, but considering the way that everyone was describing him, yeah, I guess he's pretty jacked. He's got the uh, he's got the hair, certainly mm -hmm. for the challenge beast, right? The Aussie, the woo, the Owen Knight, if you will, which he also compares himself to. Mm hmm. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, there's there's Austin. All right. After Austin, let's meet. Here's Brando. Now, here's Brando. He could have been a contender. We might be <laughs> saying that after a few weeks on Survivor 45. Okay, so in this season, we have a Brando and a Brandon in this trial or in this game. And yeah, I have to and say, Bra and Brandon's name is Brand. Brando's name is Brandon. The okay. nickname is Brando for whatever reason. Yeah. So, and in reading some of these articles, like uh, Mike, you have all of your stuff on Parade.com. Dalton Ross has stuff up on EW. I'm like, oh my god, does anybody proofread these articles that they, they write Brando in here? It's Brandon. Brandon is on this season. Nope. No. Drop the N. Keep the Brando. <laughs> That's his Brando this season. That being said, uh, Brando, pretty cool nickname. I mean, it's it's 
pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's an easy way to remember it, though. I do agree that it does make people probably tilt their head whenever, I don't know, he's reading it to uh, Starbucks baristas and test proctors to make them mm -hmm. feel like they made a mistake, yeah. which maybe also puts them unintentionally in a position of power. Because I like Brando because in my podcasting with Shannon Goss, I've been told that uh, I have many different Australian names like Raza, but maybe also Rabo. Yeah. That so maybe Brando went down under and got that nickname uh, festooned upon him. Mm -hmm. But we'll see if his game is going down under or if he will rise to the top here. So Brando, 23 years old, currently resides in Seattle. He is a software developer. He was drawn to Survivor, actually, because he felt like uh, a lot of people who looked like him, he didn't necessarily see on TV. He's half Japanese half white and he was drawn to survivor for the portrayals of people in the Asian community like Yao Man, Yule, Tai. In fact, speaking of Yule, Brando described himself to me as if Yule and Cochran ran away one summer and had a child, hmm. I think that child would be me. Uh wow. and Brand Brando has had survivor influence his life in many ways. He watched David Wright on Millennials versus Gen X, decided okay, I want to start getting into shape and lost 50 pounds just by watching David Wright cover his ears when hammering was happening. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So that's a way to lose weight is just by watching David Wright? Well, I, it could be. Listen, everyone has their own fitness plan, but I'd like to see more than one person try it, see mm -hmm. if it's not just an outlier to the, the entire scheme. Yeah, okay. I think there had to have been more to that story. I, I'm not sure. At least we'll find out in my interviews, but... Brando is a really interesting character because obviously you look at him, to be honest, you think nerd, but underneath- uh, I, I didn't would, say that. I, mm, Rob, you have that look. Uh, <laughs> but I think if you look under the surface, you'll see that Brando is probably more class clown. Brando loves okay. pranks. His friends call him a lovable liar. And we'll see if both those pieces of the label hold by the end of the season. What kind of pranks does he do, Mike? He will put pencils into the backpacks of his friends and see how many he can fit in there. He'll say things I mean, like that sounds oh, like a you... helpful friend more than a prank. Or, I mean, maybe not so helpful as him saying, oh, did you know so and so celebrity died? Oh, just kidding. They're not dead. <laughs> is that a real prank? He's the master of the bazinga. Apparently, this is the <laughs> Sheldon Cooper of Survivor. Did you know that Vin Diesel died? Like, oh, my God. Gotcha. Yeah, listen, there's a spectrum when it comes to jokes, and I think Brando will certainly test that as well out there on the island. I'm excited for Brando. I really like Brando. Okay. Hope he doesn't get me with any dead fake celebrities. <laughs> Just wait for your exit interview with him. Every time I see James Earl Jones is trending, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that's what Brando is. He's the equivalent of when you log onto Twitter and you see someone's name trending and you fear for the worst. Yeah. No, sad news for me when I clicked on Bob Barker recently because I've mm -hmm. many times before, I'm like, whew. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. There's Brando. All right. Now here's Brandon. Yes. Just add the N and you get a completely new person. Add several N's. Look at his last name. This mm -hmm. is Brandon Donlin. Brandon is 26 lives in Sicklerville, New Jersey. He is a content producer. What does that mean? What is a content producer? I asked him. He isn't even sure, Rob. <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll get a chance. Is he an to... influencer? He. I did ask him that, and it seems like that's not his aim, especially with being on a mm -hmm. Survivor, because if I, if I would tell you this man lives, breathes, and bleeds Survivor, it would be an understatement. I get and that. I, 
And I think if you canvas the survivor internet populace over the past like six hours or so since the cast has been announced, you will see so much acclaim for Brandon Donlan. Brandon is a well-known member of the online community yeah. in many circles. Does he have too many friends though, Mike? How, how are all these people such good friends with Brandon? This isn't my space, Rob. You don't need to announce a top eight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are you sus? You're sus at the amount of friendships Brandon has? I just see everybody's. How's everybody best friends with Brandon? He has a joviality. He has a relatability amongst him. I mean, I certainly related to Brandon. I had a fantastic time talking with him. This is his dream. See, he's of, got you too. I know. I've been misted. I've been given the O to Donald. That's the content he's producing. It. Perhaps it might be just absolute adoration. Uh, but Brandon is someone who, as I mentioned, unabashed love mm -hmm. of the show. This is something he's wanted for 15 years. He was even applying at the age when he wasn't supposed to apply in college. Uh, he basically like went on this entire lifestyle change to lose a bunch of weight because he wanted to be on the show one day. But I will tease that he nearly did not get on the plane to come out to Fiji. Why? Uh, and that is because baked inside of Brandon Donlin is a lovable ball of anxiety. Uh, oh. Brandon is someone who admits when he told his friends he was going out to play, his friends said, quote, just stop being so anxious. Enjoy this. Don't worry as much. And so what's going to be mm -hmm. interesting for Brandon is, again, this passion for the game, for Survivor, for everything involved, being able to act upon this dream no longer deferred, but coupled with bringing a bunch of paranoia into an already paranoia-infusing game. Okay, see, I didn't know that, Mike. This is good journalism on your part. Yeah, but I'm really excited to get into my my talk with Brandon. Brandon was one of the first people that I talked with, and it, he legitimately brightened up my day. Okay, and he's got a great shirt, and Brian mm -hmm. Scally says uh, that he should announce a top eight. Listen, he's very easy to yeah. find on the internet. If you make the pressure happen, and considering, again, yeah. the hyper-anxious state that he's usually in, you could maybe Brandon, make it happen. post who your top eight friends are, you coward. <laughs> I mean, if he gets eight jury votes in the end, I think it'd be a pretty easy consensus. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Because we know that's the only way Survivor jury votes go nowadays. All right. Mike, who's next? Well, let's go from one familiar face All to right. another now, this one. This is another one of my pet peeves on this season, okay? Mm-hmm. So didn't last season, didn't they also have a guy named Bruce on the show that, I mean, yeah. is this like a, a new archetype of, okay, find a, find another Bruce to have on this season. The last one didn't work out. So yeah. now they put a, another Bruce on Survivor it, this season. Well, it's interesting. You know, I talked with Jeff right before I came on with this Bruce. He said, yeah, like this is like the Bruce from last season, only a bit more concussed. So let's see how he plays this time. <laughs> yeah. Psych, Bazinga. I pulled a oh, Brando on Brando. you. You got, <laughs> you got Brando. <laughs> it's the same guy. He's oh, is back. Brando the new Pastor John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prank Master. Bruce uh, is back. Bruce is back. Yes, yeah, so this is obviously big news. First official returnee big Bruce. of the new era. In, course, in case uh, you missed this uh, back during the premiere of Survivor 44, Bruce is the castaway that spent the least amount of time in the game, tragically bumped his head and received a concussion during the opening minutes of the first challenge, uh, then had to be medevaced on night one. The night the episode aired, Jeff Probst said, we want to extend an offer to Bruce whenever he wants to come back. Bruce heard that in the moment and said, okay, how about next time? How's that sound? And indeed, 
Bruce is back, and as he'll say, better than ever, and as he will also say, channeling pure drunk uncle energy. Drunk uncle energy? Yeah, he said last time people were looking at me as the dad. This time they're going to look at me as the drunk uncle. Yeah, okay. Uh, not based off of the Bobby Moynihan SNL character, right? I think he'll get people's names right, unlike drunk uncle here. Uh, yeah, I am really excited for Bruce. I think what's interesting is Bruce proved a lot of his energy and excitement once we saw him on the show uh, to the point that perhaps that enthusiasm got him into the situation in the first place. But I think what he's proved, especially in his interviews, was just like what brought him onto the show in the first place, which is, again, this like real good time, passionate energy. And so I'm happy for many reasons that he gets this second chance. And it's really interesting to see how he'll do with this cast, right? Because he is the most experienced member of this cast, yep. but by like 12 hours. So... I mean, what he admits to me is that the only thing he really has a leg up on compared to the other castaways is knowing about the hurry up and wait in this pregame era. Otherwise, they're all in the same boat. I mean, he literally will be with five other people. Mm -hmm. And listen, uh, we'll get into this with the other interviews. Bruce is not really pulling any sort of undercover Bruce shenanigans, much like you thought would Butch would be able to pull off. Everyone recognized him. Yeah. Everyone knows Bruce <laughs> is there. And it's really intriguing to see how he has already been incorporated in a lot of people's plans. Yeah. Do you think that Bruce has Suri upside? Do you think that everybody is going to be wanting to work with Bruce? I mean, not to tease too much, but at the moment, like kind of, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> okay. There's a lot of good energy surrounding Bruce. Is, are any of right Bruce's now. kids playing? We'll see. Uh, listen, I don't want to draw too many conclusions. If it turns out that maybe one person's last name is an anagram for Peralt, mm -hmm. maybe that would just be a great way to brando us all. Okay. All right. Bruce is back. Let's see how it goes for Bruce the second time around. He won't lose his head. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Tell me about D. Here is D. Sweet, Sweet D. D. Yes. There we go. Uh, not a bird. That's in the logo. Uh, so D. Valladares. She is 26. She is from Miami, but originally from Havana, Cuba. I believe the first former Cuban resident to okay. be competing on Survivor. She is an entrepreneur. She runs her own backpack oh. company. Backpack company? Yeah. Uh, I, Does anybody stick pencils in it just to mess with her? We'll see. You think, okay, Florida reality TV show contestant, they must own a swim sw swimwear <laughs> company, but no, on the they challenge. other things besides swimwear in Florida and it's backpacks. So Dee has this like comprehensive amount of sales experience. She originally went to school for psychology, but she's done a bunch of sales stuff since then. And obviously she's not going to let that much slip because we saw with Cody firsthand how that could be something, be something to get you into trouble. But Dee certainly has those soft skills she can bring into the game. Okay. Um, seems nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she, the first thing she said to me when she sat down was that she was thriving right now. I mean, wow. obviously the tropical environment is something that plays into her backstory a bit. So she has a little less acclimating to do than everybody else. She does admit that she does come across as someone that might be perceived as like that pretty prissy can't break a nail person, but she'll show very soon that there's more inside that backpack. Okay. All right. Can't wait to see it. All right. There's D. Who's next? Oh, here's Drew. Yes. Drew Basile. Drew is 23 years old. Uh, he is currently a student or at the time he was talking to me, he was just finishing 
his degree at the University of Pennsylvania, studying English and philosophy. First Drew since Drew Christie? I believe so. I mean, I don't know if you count Andrew Savage as an example, no. but yeah, first contestant to go by Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Here he is. Here is uh, Drew, okay? Yeah, so Drew is coming to Survivor at a very interesting, as he'll call it, hinge in his life. Again, he was about hinge? to graduate. I mean, no, he has a girlfriend. Oh. He, he talks about how uh, he went to, to stay with her during COVID, and that actually brought him to a call center that gave him some nice uh, sales inter, inter, uh, interference experience to give him those people skills. But Drew is somebody who admits he's at a pivotal point in his life. Again, he was on the precipice of graduating college, moving out into the working force, and so he felt like Survivor might be a good way to sort of commemorate that uh okay. drew will be the first to admit and he will not be the first to tell me that he looks like napoleon dynamite oh but he's hoping that everyone will say vote for drew on day 26 <laughs> yeah i tried to put on napoleon dynamite for my kids a couple of weeks ago it didn't really hold their interest and um, does it hold up i i don't think there was anything that was bad um that yeah. they were just like there's dad nothing is happening I was like, no, but they, 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 that, that grandma said, go make a dang quesadilla. Yeah, I do think that Napoleon Dynamite was kind of like one of the first meme movies before memeing was a thing where it's just more so snatches of moments of like, oh, here's Uncle Rico throwing a T-bone at Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite. This is random, but I'm sure someone likes yeah, he's it. He's feeding a yak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tuna, you fat lord. <laughs> okay. So Drew is somebody who admits outright uh surprisingly so he is not going to play down any part of himself he basically feels like we've seen the big moves era of the 30s this is the little move era of the 40s and he feels like he'll have a tough time playing down really any side of himself and so he's just going to be unabashedly himself and, and we'll see how that pays off for him okay looking forward to seeing drew who else we got emily well, they might say Flippins never win, but we'll see if that's put to the test here with Emily Flippin. Emily is 28 years old, currently lives in Laurel, Maryland, though her hometown is in Texas. She is an investment analyst, and one of the first things she told me was that after taking her psych evaluation for Survivor, she was told that her test results mirrored that of one Chaos Cast McQuillan. Emily! There we go. And we'll see how freaky her game gets over the course of 26 days. Mm -hmm. Wow. Chaos cast. Uh, flippins never win. Don't yeah, forget. So, I mean, I do see the similarities in personality, and she does as well. Emily is self-admitted to be blunt, to be intense, to be honest, to the point where, Rob, she outright told me she sucks at lying. Okay. And you believed her? I mean, yeah, I guess that is sort of like the one of us always lies, one of us tells the truth thing, right? Where it's a paradox. But Emily sort of sees another edge to that sword in that she feels if you are transparent and upfront with people, then you can't physically lie about anything. Doesn't that make you more trustworthy as a result? Hmm. Okay. I guess the logic checks out. Yeah. Uh, and Emily also brings a lot of interesting, I would say, like workplace experience into it where you would say on the surface okay relationships are transactional in survivor uh, so therefore she'd be good at the transactions she makes every day with assets and liabilities 
But Emily, I think she puts it in a very good way that I'll leave for our interview. But I think she talks a lot about how investments are mostly all about emotions. And of course, emotional management is oftentimes more important than physical asset management on Survivor. Okay. Take your word for it. Yeah, we'll see. So that's Emily. Uh, perhaps by the end of this, she might be able to give either herself or the winner some advice as to how to invest those, you know, uh, $1 million or 600000 once Biden's done with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you just say that quote one more time that it's easier to in invest what? Uh, it's easier to invest in, um, from an emotional perspective, manage those emotional mm -hmm. assets than perhaps managing the transactional assets of I have a relationship with you. Okay. All right, yeah, let's see how it plays out for Emily. Again, she does a better job explaining it than I do. Okay, all right. Up next, here's Hannah. Yes, Hannah Rose. She is 33 years old, currently lives in Baltimore City, Maryland, and she is a therapist. Yeah, so I, I saw some clips of Hannah, and yeah, I think she's going to be fun. I thought she had some uh, funny things to say. Yeah, Hannah told me that uh, if she could divide up her mind right now, therapist style, her left brain is Aubrey, her right brain is Kelly Wentworth. And between the hair and the glasses, you see it. Yes, okay. So uh, we don't want to know what other parts of her brain or other uh, Edge of Extinction cast members, but mm -hmm. yeah, she's got season 38 channeled. Well, listen, if one part of her brain is David Wright, then Brando is totally on board. <laughs> okay, yeah. But she was a lot of fun, and yeah, I think she's going to at least give us good confessionals. Yeah, so Hannah's plan is to really be the comic relief. I think despite her therapeutic, more serious background of interfacing with patients, she says that she could come across as a really fun, bubbly personality, and she wants to lean into that. She points out, like, all of these quote-unquote random tattoos that she's gotten over the years. She was a Rando really— tattoos. Yeah, she was a really fun interview. Uh, and she has also made this transition, interestingly, where she is a therapist, but after a while, she's like, it is a lot to take on all of these, you know, people's pieces of baggage, lovingly so. So she actually transitioned into managing her own private practice. Oh. So there's some leadership skills involved there as well. And she also talks about basically becoming sober at the age of 20 and how that's something that really changed the trajectory of her life. And so despite her perhaps bringing that more life of the party energy. Uh, she is staying stone cold sober throughout the time on Survivor. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what happens with Hannah. Se second Survivor Hannah. Yes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who's up next, Mike? We've got Jake. Jake O'Kane certainly popped off the screen during the 45 O'Kane. preview during the 44 finale when he said that he lives at his grandmother's house. He's looking for the money to get his own place. Uh, so Jake is from Boston. As he tells me, he's a recently bod lawyer. Uh, but Jake also wears many hats, not just Red Sox ones, not just that little B hat, because hey. on the side, he also teaches theater to kids. Okay. O'Kane. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. with Jake, he brings this interesting, like almost dual performative background, I would say, where he's going to basically feel like tribal council is his simultaneous courtroom and stage where he feels like he can easily vibe with things being thrown his way, various yeah. nervous energies. And so he can play in that space. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it as a guy who uh, recaps an episode of Suits every day on a podcast. Uh, I'm always interested in uh, seeing more fellow legal professionals. Yeah. Uh, though I think Jake's, Jake's credentials are legitimate, I think more so than some of the main characters in Suits. But he's a, a really great personality as well. Obviously comes from a very different background into the law space. And so we talk about he's another person that underwent a significant life change. He recently lost 80 pounds to be on Survivor. Wow. So I feel like there's a lot of that in this cast. Yeah, this is the backdoor pilot for the biggest loser reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there you go. Survivor. Uh, helping people out. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, it's not just the million dollars you leave with as well. It's the uh, the initiative to make major changes in your life. <laughs> The intention of being on the show in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Mike, who else do we have? All right. Here is Julie Alley. Julie is 49 from Brentwood, Tennessee. Let me paint a brief story for sure. you here, Rob. At 40 years old, nine years ago, Julie Alley was an art teacher and she was in the midst of a divorce. She was at a mediation in a law office when somebody randomly, Brandily, came up to her and said, oh, are you one of the new associates? And that got Julie Alley's mind ticking. And she said, you know what? I think I could be a lawyer. And so taking a new lease on life, she went to law school. This and is, is like what happened to Mike. Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember that part. Mike Ross. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Of course. Uh, yes. So Julie uh, is someone who has been able to guide herself through various life situations, be they occupational, personal, or otherwise over the years. That being said, she is the oldest castmate this season at 49. Uh, she is aware of that as well. And so her plan is to basically try to find the strongest people on the tribe because she knows just due to her demo, she may be a target early on, and she basically wants to guarantee she's not going to tribal in those first few rounds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like uh, Julie seems very nice. Uh, you know, a 40-something from Tennessee, I think uh, has done well on this show before. Uh, 
Yeah, she is a hoot. She gives some of the best energy from like Tina and T-Bird combined. Really enjoyed my interview with her as well. Oh my God. I don't think I could handle a Tina and T-Bird combined. Pop the popcorn, Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's Julie. Okay. This guy is also very fun. Uh, this uh -huh. is Caleb. Caleb Gebrewald. This is our Canadian of the season, Rob. And he is Watch breaking... Out. Breaking ground as the first West Coast Canadian to compete oh, in Survivor history. Okay, he's from Vancouver. Yes, yeah, no, he's really, really fun. I've watched some of his interviews, and I think that he is—he's uh, got it. I mean, there has been a countless amount of discourse over the past year, in particular, as to. Can Survivor have villains again? What does a Survivor villain look like in the new era? The answer might be this guy. This is someone who found Survivor and strategically watched the seasons with the biggest villains in it because that's what drew him to the show. And similarly, he is coming in with this very mischievous energy. He has a lifetime of, as he says, basically like, uh, I've never been qualified for anything I've ever done that I guess much like Relatable. your beloved Suits, suits Bros, Rob, yeah. he has yeah. been able to talk his way into the various positions that he's been in. I will not spoil some of the things that he got away with in his various jobs. Uh, that is safe from my interview, but they are truly outrageous. He is going to bring so much mischief to this season. I'm very excited. Uh, you may say it's the bag of tricks, but he does have like the big baggy patchwork pants. And I think that's where he's going to fit stuff in. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, really, really fun uh, that you heard. Also, Dalton Ross uh, did the piece where people were talking about uh, the like sizing up the other players. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of players were also noticing him mostly in a positive way, uh, but also like recognizing like, well, if I'm feeling this good about him, then maybe everybody else is. Uh, yeah, and when we get into my interviews, because I do end up asking the same question, it's a bit more mixed, I will okay. say. So Caleb's drawing a lot of attention to himself in the preseason, and that can work for good or for bad, because Caleb told me that he wants to style himself as the golden retriever of Survivor that was actually raised by wolves. Oh, my God. That he comes into your bed curls up at your feet, and then starts nipping your toes off. Mm, okay. That's terrifying, Mike. <laughs> That's the imagery that this guy provides. I don't know. He's from the Great White North. Maybe he just has more familiarity with wolves than any one of us. And if he's going to keep up with this nipping at people's toes, he might be in the running for Freakiest Freak also. <laughs> we shall see. If Look, you, like, hey, I'm the guy who's going to get in your bed and start to nibble on your toes when you don't see it coming. Like, But how does right, that translate sir. for you in the bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. It's overstep the line. <laughs> exactly. But really excited for Caleb. Really excited for him to just play. I mean, we certainly know that people talk up big games sometimes before they get onto the show. But Caleb is someone that is very suave, as has been personified by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I think you and I can really get into, like, how much does that veer into the artificial territory? And what does that mean for his chances in the game? Okay. All right. So there's Caleb. Excited to see him. Very much so. Best survivor, Caleb. <laughs> we'll see if he lasts longer than nine days. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's talk about Katora. Katora Tops hopes to be on Tops. Uh, she is a civil rights attorney from Brooklyn. She is 35 years old. Katora has always had a passion 
for civil rights even before she became a lawyer. But this survivor journey is interesting in that obviously she has taken a lot of like very important work on her shoulders, especially over the past few years. She's kind of doing this for her. She said that she wants to be more than just a lawyer. She mm -hmm. wants to remember the adventurous person that she can be. And so she's out here on the beaches of Fiji doing just that. I'm doing it for Katora. There we go. Exactly. So what's so interesting about Katora as well is that when we talk about, you know, what life experience do you have that prepares you most for the game? Katora basically answers just being Katora uh, because she feels being a black queer woman Mm -hmm. These are circles in which she is consistently having to keep her guard up to watch what she says, to watch how she is perceived. And so in a manner of speaking, she's kind of always been in survival mode. Okay. Good practice for Survivor. Yeah. And uh, so now we have, a, by our count, three lawyers. One-sixth of this cast are from the legal department. I do wonder if that information will be revealed by any of them, could we see a law firm alliance oh. on Survivor 45? Yeah, I mean, that's hot right now, so that would be great. <laughs> Very much so. Their spinoff with chart number one on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bathing suits. Allie, Thompson, O'Kane, I'm here mm -hmm. for it. Sure. Okay. All right. Who's next, Mike? All right, here's Kelly. So while Hannah has a Kelly brain, Kelly has a Kelly self I guess this is Kelly Nalbandian. Kelly is 30 years old. She is from New York, New York, and she is a critical care nurse. She was a frontline worker during the pandemic, which is how she discovered Survivor. Basically, she was like in her little, uh, you know, quarantine bubble and nobody would touch her because she obviously worked at the front line and her and her friend just happened to find Survivor and it was love ever since. Wow. Okay. So she made a Survivor buddy, started watching it during COVID. Yeah, and here she is, ready to hopefully make a lot more buddies, being able to make that top eight of Brandon's. Really enjoy Kelly. I think Kelly's coming in with uh, something to prove about the nursing profession. She reveals that every year nurses are regarded as the most trustworthy job mm -hmm. by Americans for understandable reasons. But she wants to prove that nurses are just more than like shoulders to cry on, you know, people to give you shots, empathetic souls, that there is an intelligence contained therein. And she's hoping to prove that over the course of these 26 days. Okay. Um, well, we're pro-nurse here on this podcast, so I didn't, I didn't even know that stigma was out there. I don't know. You're, you're going to have to refer to your uh, in-house former nurse to get her thoughts on Kelly in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess I, I just thought that all the nurses were already smart. Do you think that Nicole is the number one most trustworthy person in your household, just by proxy? Mm, I guess so, yeah. Because I think that she doesn't care enough often to lie about things. Oh, very, uh, very Emily-like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that liars tend to want to be like, uh, they don't want to make people upset. I think that Nicole doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting from Kelly's perspective as well, because she does say she's on her 26 day break. She's not going to treat any medical maladies that are happening on this season, but it'll be interesting to see how much are you able to turn that faucet off, right? In a inherently self-interested game, are a couple things going to drip out in particular that makes you perhaps sacrifice your game? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Who else do we got? 
All right, next up is Kendra, Kendra McQuarrie. Kendra, 31, from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. She is a bartender, but more importantly, she is the closest we will ever get to Drew Barrymore playing Survivor. How so, Mike? She the was a child actress? The first second you listen to her, you will immediately understand what I am talking mm -hmm. about. She has this energy. She calls herself a spiritual woo girl. Mm -hmm. uh, not to be confused with the spiritual woo man, which I yeah. guess is Austin in this case. And she very much has that energy. This is a person who left college early to go build what are known as uh, earth ships in yeah. the desert. And she's someone who consistently follows just like, where the wind and where her gut is taking her. Do we know life. if she happened to be at Burning Man this week? And if she's okay? How, yeah, Kendra, we're hoping you're okay. Is. Your whereabouts. Yeah. Did you, were you able to get the cast release, Kendra? Do you have Wi-Fi out there? Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, she'd Let be us well know you're okay. She'd be well prepared for the bathroom situation, considering what she probably has to endure on Survivor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, so obviously, you know, coming on the uh, success of Carolyn last season, I think that this is a, a profile which could do well. Yeah, and she is somebody who is a little bit intimidating. She'll admit she kind of stands like, you know, uh, shoulders back, five foot ten, and knows that she has a big personality. But she's hoping to come across as like, again, a very big vibes person, I would say. And then much like Carolyn, they'll just never see her coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I think Kendra should be a lot of fun to have in this cast. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then uh, we have uh, Sabaya. Yes, Sabaya, 28 years old, currently lives in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Not sure how far that is from your- Yeah, I did look Rob. it up. Uh, so it's uh, to the south and uh, more on the coast. So not necessarily my neighbor like Jesse, but well, uh, same yeah. state. She is a Georgia native, as you will tell by her drawl. She is the uh, draw-filled member of the cast this season, which she will use to her credit. She knows that people trust people inherently with that accent and brings to mind this genteelness, this hospitality, and she will exploit that. Sabaya is a truck driver. Uh, she is a veteran. She was in the Marines until about a couple of years ago, and then she left to haul some big rigs. First truck driver since Carl from David versus. Oh, Goliath. okay. The Godfather. And now we possibly have the Godmother going on here. Sabaya has a really interesting sense for competition. What attracted her to Survivor in the first place was initially this idea that like it's not really a team game. She's someone who comes in from the world of track and field where you're essentially competing with yourself and not really inherently relying on anyone else's co cooperation which will come in handy with the individual part of the game. So we'll see if she has the brains, the brawn, the beauty, and of course, the blazing speed. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. There you go. There's Sabaya. Who's next, Mike? Okay. This is Sifu. This is Sifu. Uh, so Sifu is 30 years old from O'Fallon, Illinois, and he is a gym owner. As of late, this man has done a number of things uh, from yes. working in Walmart to a local park to owning a bar in St. Louis to now owning his own gym. Uh, so this is a man of many different occupations and he's hoping the latest bylaw on his resume will be a Survivor 45 winner. That is a wild group of things that he's done. Yeah, absolutely. But Sifu has always jumped in with uh, this tenacity and this audacity 
to do great things to the point where he found Survivor during Winners at War. That was his first season. And he said, oh, okay, let me go back and watch. Yeah, way to spoil all the seasons. Well, he went back. Listen, he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan. So he's all about time travel and hyperbaric Mm -hmm. time chambers. You know, time is a flat circle for him or a Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. And he's hoping that he doesn't have to make a couple of wishes upon Shenron to win this game. He is definitely one of the most physically demanding uh, people in the cast. Uh, He gets talked about a couple of times, certainly by his other cast members. And he's hoping that physical presence will make him, you know, good enough to keep around, but not too good enough to get rid of. I see that he's a world champion in push hands. Mike, I don't know what push hands is. We're going to have to do some research about this because I'm not entirely sure either. I thought he was saying push hands in which I said like, yes, girl, go on, push hands, push all those hands. But Carolyn was the worldwide leader in that. <laughs> yeah, she's the reigning champion at the moment, but mm-hmm. Sifu might come through. We'll she's have to wait to see. We'll have to see what Russell tweets about it. I just got to say, I also love this man's garb. This jungle print he also wore to my interview with him. Uh, he's got style for days. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, there's Sifu. Who else? Uh, so I believe we have a couple more, but I think we might have a technical issue that we might need to reset. Uh, oh, hold on a second. All right. Um, let's uh, go back and take a look. Uh, I'm not going to say who's running the slideshow, okay? Stu. Not gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Stu, throw anybody to under the pizza, bus. Stu. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Mike, is there anything else that you want to say about Sifu? No, I'm really excited for this guy. Again, I feel like in general, there these are a lot of unique types of people that are getting brought in. And again, I know there has been understandable critiques about like, oh, are they casting the same types of people over and over again? I don't know, maybe these are a bit of like rose-colored glasses with poop all over them, but I do feel like looking at these personalities from the outset, there are a bunch of people that either we haven't seen before or we haven't Mm -hmm. seen in a long time in the case of someone like Emily, as an example. Yeah, I mean, go back to the old seasons. It's like uh, that. there's only so many different types of people. Yeah, very true. And they were even casting archetypes back then as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, look at them. Look at the Mactor era as people do so fondingly nowadays. Yeah, I mean, who is the who is our last Sifu? I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anybody. I mean, he is one of the many people over the course of my interviews that compares himself to Tony. So maybe he has Mm -hmm. like that physique as well, but it feels a bit different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, who are the two people that we haven't talked about? I think we can go without a picture. I mean, this is also a podcast. Absolutely. Well, let us start with Jay Maya. Uh, Her name is Janani Krishnanja Jay Maya, if you're nasty. She is 24 years old, currently resides in LA, and she is a singer. Her story is all about making big moves, Rob. Since okay. eight, since eight years old, she was since uh, when? Since eight years old, she was infused with this idea from her parents of you must go to Harvard Law, you must become mm. a lawyer. She was making all the steps to get there. She got accepted to Harvard Law, and she decided no. I don't think I will. And she's spurned off on this brand new path to become a singer songwriter, which is currently what she's not telling people she went to Harvard Law, right? Yeah, I would imagine she's pulling in America here, Mm -hmm. at least in the moment. No Ivy League education is coming out, though, as we talked about with Drew. She is not the only one here. This is someone who has always fallen into the worlds of fantasy to kind of try to take her away from the uh, the problems that plague her in the modern day. But 
hoping she can turn those fantasies into a reality and that the final verse of her Survivor song is a happy one. Okay. All right. And does she have any music that we can listen to? Yeah, so I think we'll do this for our interview with her on the subsequent podcast. She, I believe, became TikTok famous. So we oh. can certainly check chalk, t- check chalk, check, t- check out some of her content. Okay. All right. We'll start to uh, look that up. Yeah, I think we're going to do a deep dive into the works of J. Maya and see how does that translate to the Survivor game. I mean, we haven't done that, Rob, basically since Bryce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Trying to think of anybody else as uh, coming to mind. But no, we've had so few. Maybe she could do a collaboration with Bryce. Oh, I think it's in the works. I think Bryce already is sliding into her DMs. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. There is Jay Maya. And is that what uh, they're going to call her on the show? Jay Maya? I, yeah, I would assume so. Uh, I mean, listen, it's good branding, right? That's her stage name. That's mm-hmm. what she's known as online. Why would you want to confuse the SEO and go by something different? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, Jay Maya. Okay. Looking forward to seeing uh, her. And then here is Sean Edwards. All right. Last but not least. And it makes sense that we are ending the summer and beginning the school year because we are finishing with Sean Edwards, a 35-year-old elementary school principal from Provo, Utah. Okay. Uh, Tyson's old stomping grounds. As of many, I mean, Sean would be the first to compare himself a lot to Todd Herzog. Uh, You know, he is gay. He is from Utah. He is in, obviously, an industry that involves a lot of personal interface, and he hopes to, obviously, mimic said result as well. Okay. All right. And so there is there is uh, Sean, and he is from New Jersey originally. He is originally from New Jersey. Now, he does have this very, you know, tough backstory in that he grew up Mormon and obviously they wanted to uh, put a very strict religious regiment onto him to the point where he actually started conversion therapy as a minor. And about eight or so years ago, he decided he needed to truly be himself to enjoy the most of life. And that includes being open about his sexuality. And shortly thereafter, he mm-hmm. met his now husband, who's as obsessed with Survivor as he is. They had a Survivor-themed wedding. And so now he's able to act upon another dream. Survivor-themed to- wedding. What does that entail? Oh, he goes into it. There's a lot. Actually, on uh, my flight home from another trip, I met a couple that also had a Survivor-themed wedding. It's more popular than you may think. Yeah. You know who would hate a Survivor-themed wedding? Who's that? My wife. That would be her, on, so, on the list of, of themes that we could have a wedding for. I think that would have been so, the last on the list. Number one's red. Number two, survivor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look, yeah. that's nice when couples uh, have common interests. Absolutely. I mean, especially to go as far as to base and theme one of the most important moments of your life around a pop culture property. Like, that is love in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all sorts of different things that you could do at the Survivor-themed wedding. Are you in the photo booth right now at the Survivor-themed <laughs> wedding, posing with your Jeff Probst cutout? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm ready to go, Mike. <laughs> Come oh, yes, on. the top two of the Survivor wedding photo booth. Reem and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's do it. 
Like uh, now? Are we no. doing a Survivor theme I mean, wedding? Uh, look, uh, we'll go. We'll go <laughs> for. We're doing this right now, Robert. Are we getting married? Is it finally happening? I thought you, I did, never thought you'd propose after all these years that we've. I mean, we could go and together. attend the Survivor themed wedding. Listen, I'd love to be invited to a Survivor themed wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then is put that it on it? the wheel. All right. Yeah. That is all they wrote for the time being. Again. Over the next while, I will have comprehensive interviews with mm -hmm. each and every one of these people that you will not want to miss out on over at Parade.com. And then, of course, you and I, Rob, are going to tuck into each one of these video interviews I did with the castaways, as well as giving our thoughts during and getting a bit more comprehensively into how we think each person is going to do on this season. Yeah, that's when we'll be able to do a little bit more of a deeper dive into who these people are, how they're going to play, what uh, predictions we're going to be able to make. How did we yeah. do last season? Uh, listen, I mean, I think we were very high on Jam Jam. Yeah. I think we were surprisingly high on Carolyn. Mm -hmm. I think we did fairly good in general. You know, I think we the community kind of shot and missed with the Claire of it all. You can't yeah. have a completely 100% hit rate, but that's what's fun about the show. So listen, we put ourselves out there for everyone's entertainment. And when we're wrong, it's sometimes even more yeah. entertaining. I wasn't high enough on Carson last season. Yeah, you were. I was definitely the one sticking up for him. You were uh, a bit of the naysayer. Yeah, I just thought he was too young. I, I won't make that mistake again uh, this season. Yeah, though we don't have anyone as young as Carson. I think Drew and Brando are probably the young guest. But yeah. also, again, they did not see how Carson became so successful in the end game. So they might be able to benefit. But from I missed that. on that in Survivor 43. Also, I thought Sammy wasn't going to be able to do well because he was too young. So I'm going to, like, uh, you know, update the software a little bit. Yeah, Rob, don't doubt the Zoomers, okay? Mm -hmm. They are uh, yeah. more important than ever in Survivor and in life. Okay, of course. Listen, uh, I know it in real life. All right. That being said, Mike, anything else you want to talk about with Survivor? No, I mean, I thought this was a nice uh, broad-based perspective. And there he is in the chat, Bruce Peralt He's himself. Back, baby. He's yeah. back in more ways than one. Uh, I'm really excited. Actually, I think you should check out, I believe my written interview with Bruce will be out tomorrow. Uh, so you'll get to see firsthand. That was a really interesting conversation as well because it was a bit less of getting to know you and more so the rarefied air of like, how are you doing? How are you preparing for it differently this time around? So that was a really unique perspective to have. I think no matter what people might think about the format and structure, understandably so, of a lot of these new era seasons. There is something new with this Bruce aspect that I think will be really fun to tuck into on multiple fronts, both on how Bruce, Bruce approaches the game this time around and how everyone else is trying to incorporate Bruce into their own games. Okay. All right. So we will be back with more Survivor. You're going to want to make sure you don't miss any of it because we are going to be bringing you everything in our podcast feed. You're going to make sure you're subscribed. Go to robisawebsite.com slash subscribe for Rob Has a Podcast. Now, if uh, you are not one of the masses who is into the big brother, you don't want any big brother in with your Survivor podcast, you could also subscribe to our Survivor podcast feed. Either go to robisawebsite.com slash Survivor or search for Survivor RHAP whenever you get your podcast. That way uh, you only get our Survivor content here from Rob Has a Podcast. Mike, what's coming up for you? Well, first and foremost, I should mention that uh, much like Survivor's Emmy Award, I have received an honor over the course of the summer. Somehow, some way, I am on Cameo as we speak. And now that the reality TV preseason has officially finalized with the cast release for The Amazing Race and Survivor, 
feel free to check it out. If for some reason okay. you want me to send a message to anybody yeah. talking about these casts or right. anything about reality can TV, you, I'm, I'm Give me an audition, you. Mike. Uh, can you, so just so people know what they're getting, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so what kind of cameo am I going to get for my Survivor-themed wedding? I want a Mike Bloom cameo. Okay, so to start, I would probably be wearing some outlandish outfit, as mm -hmm. is requested by the people who send it. Uh, so let me do like a... Hey, Rob, it's Mike Bloom uh, just sending you this cameo. This is from Nicole. She's incredibly embarrassed to have a Survivor-themed wedding, and she thought I'd just pile on by adding on a cameo from me. Look... A wedding is like mergatory. You know, there's nothing but unknown in front of you. You're mingling with a bunch of people you probably don't know or barely know, and you're about to embark upon a new journey with some familiar faces. But you're going to get past that ball. You're going to make it to the top. You're going to solve that puzzle, and you're going to win that Applebee's. Yes. And you'll be feasting for years and years and years. I wish you nothing but all the happiness in the world. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, and send a tip then after that. Yeah, so if you want that nonsense or anything else themed to whatever you want, you can check that out. Of course, I will mention it again. Parade.com is where I'm putting out all of my stuff over the next nine days in particular. I am posting two contestant interviews, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Special shout out to this cast. Again, I had a really fun time getting to talk with them over Zoom, getting to interface, have a conversation with them was a really, really great time. And hopefully that comes across in these interviews as well. We'll also have a couple of more tricks up my sleeve or in my Caleb pants as well, leading up to the premiere of Survivor 45. I'll have a production piece that I was able to do while on set for Survivor earlier this year that I think really highlights a lot of the great stuff that happens behind the camera and commemorating 45 seasons. And then, of course, I'm on the reality TV beat elsewhere as well, doing weekly exit press for Big Brother and the Challenge USA. I know that, again, the Amazing Race cast dropped last week. And so, Rob, you and I will be getting together alongside Jessica Lee to preview that cast eventually before we dive into it all as Survivor 45 and the Amazing Race all premiere on September 27th. Wow. And so Yeah, it's, it's happening. We are officially in the month where the water's kind of been lapping at our ankles as reality TV fans. Yeah. And it is rising yeah. rapidly. The sea levels are yeah, rising. We're, we're like, uh, you know, Owen and Carla in that yeah. challenge where it's like the sea level is rising. And we're like, okay. Oh, jam, jam too. Uh, it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, all right. Give us another show. I think we can handle it. Yeah, and all we need to do is just wait because that level will gradually fall, but we're going to have a great time yeah. waiting it we'll out. We'll beat the uh, tide. And much like Owen, we might be pooping ourselves by the end of it, considering how much time we're spending watching this stuff. But thank you all in advance for, you know, checking out. Did that all happen to this. Owen? Yeah, he told Dalton Ross that he was about to poop in the ocean when they were out there for so long in Last Gasp. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And that this wasn't him on that Delta flight the other day, right? Yeah, with 90-minute episodes now, they can show all the times that people needed bathroom breaks. This mm -hmm. is the extra content that we're getting. But regardless, I'm really happy Survivor is back. Really excited to get to know these people. I hope, please check out my content uh, if you can, if you can. It means the world to me. And it's an opportunity to get to know these 18 players, which are all really, really fun. So excited to dive more into it. I'm doing a bunch of other stuff over on Post Show Recaps, including Battlestar Galactica, uh, Ahsoka, staying up there in space while down here, I'm as grounded as I possibly can. 
everything I do, including on Cameo, is all at the same handle, at a Mike Bloom type. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching us here on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button for all of our live podcasts for Survivor and Big Brother here, all in one place on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.